0: Well, it's the Harland Highway is what it is right here. That, that's what you mosey up to right chair? The ha, the ha, the ha, 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 Harlan Highway, that's right. Welcome. Pull up a stool, sit down, gather around, put your drool cup on, and let's go. Welcome, everybody. I'm Harlan Williams. This is the Harland Highway. Glad to have you here. What a treat. What a treat to have you here. We, are, uh, we got an interesting show, a whole bunch of stuff today. I'm going to be talking about an old old skit an old uh, thing that I did a long time ago that still has people's interest a blast from the past from yours truly going to talk about that later in the show also uh I saw a very unusual vehicle that I want to share with you and we're going to get into the psychology of uh vehicles and the color of your vehicle what does it say about you um also, uh, I'm sort of going to review a movie. One of the Pavement Pounders called in and asked me my thoughts about a uh, a specific movie. And, and he liked it. And wait do you hear my answer. Maybe I did like it. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But he asked my opinion. So I'm going to kind of do a, do a little movie review on this recent movie. So put on your nostril hairs. Here we go. It's the Harland. Highway! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh! He's an angel! He's an angel stuck from earthy! Huh? You're going to
1: need a bigger boat. You're
0: listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Oh, man,
1: what do you expect? You got Jiggle gigolo, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland, Harland Highway. Weird. No just plain weird.
0: You know what I mean? I'm still alive. i tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm...
1: Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money worth. Believe
0: me. <laughs> yeah, listen to me get all jazzy. Um, hey, what color is your car, your truck, your vehicle? What color is it? Um, is it blue? Is it brown? Is it black? Is it white? And what kind of vehicle do you drive? Ro- Roger, you can turn that down a bit. Yeah, bring bring it down. Well, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk. Bring it down. Jeez. Thank you. Wow. Good Lord. Anyways, what kind of uh, vehicle do you drive? What color is it? And the reason I ask is because does the color of your vehicle reflect who you are? Does the color of your vehicle give us a glimpse into what you're made of? Your composition? I don't know. Or does it matter at all? Is it just whatever? Whatever. Um, The reason I ask is because recently I saw a vehicle, and it caught me off guard because it was an extreme vehicle, and it was an extreme color. I'll tell you the color first. It was pink. Okay, I was on a road trip. I was driving down some back road somewhere, and I see this pink vehicle, and I'm like, wow. Wow. That's a bold statement. now can you guess what the vehicle was? It was it was uh, it wasn't like outlandish it wasn't it was a roadworthy vehicle. something you'll see it's very common All right you give up. It involves the word dump and truck. it was a dump truck a pink dump truck man. What the hell? I was like, whoa, you gotta figure, you know, it's a bit of a bold statement, first of all, to own a dump truck. Just that name. I own a dump truck, boy. I don't know what you're driving. You might have a Kia or a Hyundai. I got me a dump truck, boy. I'm gonna dump all over you if you don't get that Kia out of my face. Um... So you gotta figure I'm guessing to be a dump truck driver, you gotta have a little bit of machismo machismo dude. you know, I figure you gotta have big fat, hairy arms, maybe a bit of a gut, maybe a bit of uh unshaved beard, maybe a little sweat on your brow. I'm guessing you're you're probably a rugged dude. If you drive a dump truck, no offense to any of the girls out there. I don't know, and I'm sure they exist, but I don't I bet there's not many female dump truck drivers around. If there are, do you want to date them? I don't know. But a dump truck driver is probably a pretty unique career occupation. And, and you, you probably got to a, be a bit of a, a character, a bit of a tough guy. Now, what does it say to you as a dump truck driver when you paint your dump truck pink? You know, these are big, giant, cumbersome, heavy-duty, earth-moving vehicles. They're loud, and they're, they smell like diesel, and their engines grind. And, you know, we've all seen a dump truck. So you got to ask yourself, what kind of dump truck driver paints his dump truck pink? Flamingo pink. I'm thinking either this guy is maybe a little effeminate. Hi, I'm here with your topsoil. Where would you like me to dump it? Okay, I'm just going to back up, okay? When you hear the beeping sound like this, beep, beep, beep beep, that's, that's, um, Charlie backing up, okay, I call him Charlie, he's pink, he's my dump truck, I sleep with him at night, yes, yes, I'm having, I'm having muffler sex with my pink dump truck, okay, so maybe you're a little effeminate, maybe you're gay, I don't know, maybe you're not gay, maybe you are. Or maybe you're just so macho, you're so over-the-top macho that you have the cojones to paint your dump truck pink. I mean, I can only imagine the guy's down at the construction site, right? Hey dude, what's with the uh the pink fucking dump truck, dude? And you gotta have big cojones, you get out of that pink dump truck and you walk over the I painted it pink myself. You got a problem with that, boy? Oh, no, man. It's all right. I I like it. it really works. The pink really brings out your eyes, dude. I thought that's what you meant. Now, where do you want this gravel, asshole? So, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was one of the oddest things. I actually did a double take. I was driving down the road. I was like, I I I I I I what? A pink what? Dump truck what? A pink dump what? So I don't know. So I I guess you know I gotta I gotta say. does your car reflect who you are? See, I just got, as you guys know, I just got a new car. I got the Tesla, and uh, I think I told you guys I've always had a black car. Black car, black truck. I always go black, and and with the Tesla being a whole new type of vehicle, I was like, I'm going to switch it up and go white. And I guess somewhere in my psyche, I don't know, it it, it did kind of make me feel a little different because maybe the car is a bit representative of you, so now I'm aware of it. You know, I guess guess when I had the black car, I felt a little more rebellious. I felt a little bit more like, you know, the kind of dark, like, cool guy. And maybe with the white, and I'm just uncovering these feelings now, maybe with the white car, I feel maybe a little more sophisticated, even though... I'm probably not, but I, I in my mind I'm I'm feeling like the car is reflecting sophistication coming from me, or or it, it's creating a mindset or a psyche in my head that perhaps I'm a little more sophisticated. You see, I I used to drive a black vehicle. You see, I used to run over babies and drive through the desert and crush tortoises right in their shell. You see. I used to drive up the side of buildings and look for open windows and spit in them, you know, if I saw someone sitting at a desk. But now, you see, I'm much more sophisticated. I, I have my white car, my white vehicle. I actually, I actually drive it through drive-thrus at seafood and steakhouses. I pull up and order... Surf and turf or lobster Florentine or a ribeye steak with a caramelized reduction sauce on it. i much more sophisticated, you see, in my white vehicle. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Um, I thought I'd share that with you because it was so bizarre. If you guys have ever seen a wacky colored vehicle, let me know or if you want to share your thoughts on on why your vehicle is the color it is and what it says about you as a human being, if you want to expose yourself the way I did, feel free. You can call me, 323-739-4330. You might be riding in your car right now. It may be illegal. Pick up your cell phone and call me and tell me how you feel based on the color of your car car. So there you go. There you go. My hat's off. If you see the old pink... See the old pink dump truck out on the road, pump your fists twice, and see if he honks at you. Honk. Honk. (coughs) Honk. Honk.
1: San Diego, man. Hey, um, I just wanted to call you, and I, I, dude, I just really got moved by a movie that I haven't been moved by in a long time by watching a movie, but this movie St. Vincent with, uh, Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy, if you haven't seen it, dude, watch it. Like, I'm not calling to be on the air or nothing, but, um, I also had a another question for you, because I got colonized today. I left you a goofy message earlier, uh, a couple hours earlier, but um uh after I left you that message, I was like, Oh yeah, he's coming to San Diego, man, so I went and I bought three tickets for your show on the twenty third It's a Saturday, so I' take a couple buddies, go check you out, and i <laughs> also bought your uh your shirt man um just the, the your personal artistic uh shirt, the trucker shirt so, but, um, my question was, I don't know how long it takes to ship that, but I'm actually moving um at the end of this month, so hopefully you can get it to me um before the first, if not, um maybe uh just send it here, and hopefully I live in an apartment complex and they have an office, so hopefully they'll they'll send it to the office, and I can pick it up there, but anyways, uh, check out that movie, bro. Um, St. Vincent, dude, I think you'd really dig it. It's such a good movie. Well-written. Bill Murray, you know, he's got that serious character going on now in his older age. And All right, man. Love you. Later.
0: Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. Uh, well, I got good news and bad news for you, Eric, my friend. My, my faithful Harland Highway pavement pounder. Um, uh, the good news is... Um I'm looking forward to seeing you and your buddies in San Diego. Yes, I will be there at the end of the m- of uh at, at the end of May. Uh that'll be May 21st through the 24th at the American Comedy Co in San Diego. Get your tickets. Don't let Eric be the only one there. I don't want to go into a f- uh, you know a big comedy club and see Eric and his three buddies and nobody else. I mean, I will give Eric and his three buddies the best show ever. But, you know, I want everyone to enjoy it. So d- don't let those four wild dudes be the only ones there. But, Eric, looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, please come up and say hello after the show. I usually do a meet and greet so we can shake hands and share a smile. And as far as your shirt goes, dude, congratulations. Um, I don't know how often you guys get to my web store at harlemwilliams.com. But I'm a busy guy. I don't have a lot of time on my hands, but I do like to, you know, be creative and do my artwork. And when I, when I have the time, I sit down and I meticulously uh, do my own homemade T-shirts, wherein I get a T-shirt, a brand new T-shirt, and I draw an original piece of artwork right on the fabric with colored Sharpies. Um, it's a, it's a one of a kind drawing. Uh, nobody else gets it. Uh, we don't make prints. We don't make copies. And, uh, and when I, when I do these shirts, which isn't as often as I'd like to, I put them up online and, uh, people seem to buy them up immediately. They don't stick around very long. And uh, I always think uh, the people that got one are kind of lucky because they're hard to get your hands on. So, Eric, congratulations. You have a Harlan Williams original, hand-drawn, one-of-a-kind T-shirt. And, and the good news is it's already been shipped. It was shipped uh, about four or five days ago. In fact, even more than that. By the time you listen to this podcast, it will have been uh, probably, well, you'll probably have the shirt by the time you listen to this Uh, so it is on, on its way or with you right now. Congratulations. And, uh, if you folks want to get your hands on one of these, uh, unique t-shirts and that's why I do them. I like to offer a unique, um, piece of, of, of art and merchandise to people, you know, in this world of brand names where everyone wears the same designer labels and the same shirts and the same, you know, blah, blah, blah. I feel really good about offering a one-of-a-kind fashion experience. Um, they're a little more expensive, but a it's because they're one-of-a-kind, and b they actually take me a lot of work and a lot of time to sit down and do, and I sign them, and I, you know, design them and draw them, and uh, you know, I put my heart and soul into them, and uh, and so they're a little more expensive than your average T-shirt, but. Uh, hopefully if you, uh, see one you like, you can grab onto it and enjoy it. Um, and be proud knowing you're the only one to have that, uh, design. So, uh, congratulations, buddy. Enjoy. Now to the bad news. Oh, and I hate to do this to you because I, I love movies. Movies are one of my favorite things in life. And I especially love it when movies... You know, reach out to you and touch you and call to you and resonate with you and all that stuff, and it sounds like St. Vincent got to you. It touched you, and you liked it, and you you advised me to watch it and thought that I might like it. Well, I'm going to let you have your review of it. You loved it, and I want you to hold on to it, but I'm a meticulous movie guy, and since you asked, I'm going to tell you I did not like it. I'm so sorry. If you want to burn the shirt when you get it, you can. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm a stickler when it comes to movies. You know, I've been around movies so, so long. I'm in the industry. I've shot, so. I, I mean, I've shot over f- 42 movies. And those are just like the real movies. I've probably done a few other movies that are, you know, independent I've shot three sitcoms, I've shot TV shows, I've I've done it all, man. So I'm a stickler for details, I'm a stickler for stories, I'm a stickler for all of it. I probably don't watch a movie the same way most people do. I literally watch for props in the background, I watch for makeup, I watch for hair, I watch for wardrobe, I watch for... Location. I watch for continuity. I mean, I watch for everything. I'm a very hard guy to please, but I base my critiques in logic. And here's why Saint Vincent was a failure to me. It's the story about a mother, Melissa McCarthy, who's who's got a young boy about uh, I don't know, 12 years old, 11 years old, cute as a button, cute little kid. And I guess Melissa McCarthy's gone through a bad divorce and she's decided to pick up and move to a new city with her little boy. And Melissa McCarthy works as a nurse at the hospital and she's barely making ends meet, which is a bit confusing because a lot of nurses, I mean, that's a real occupation. Nurses actually make a good wage and a good living, and especially if you're a specialist nurse, which I think she is in this movie. But yet somehow she shows up this city next in this, in this new city next to Penniless. She seems to be struggling uh, financially, and she shows up into a city where she has no real uh, resources, no no network of friends or family. I, I can't remember why she came to this particular city, but apparently it's a dead zone. She doesn't know anybody there. She shows up at this new house that's not in the best neighborhood. And lo and behold, the guy living right next to them is this guy Vincent played by Bill Murray. And Bill Murray in the movie is unkempt. He looks dirty. He's unshaved. He wears a a gravy-stained wife beater. His hair is all over the place. Uh, he's an alcoholic. He um, he's not friendly. He's not nice. They're on their first confrontation. I think he, he smashes his car through a, through a fence uh, because he's driving drunk. He's inebriated and he's driving drunk. Um, he sprays Melissa McCarthy up on one of their first meetings with a garden hose. He makes it clear that he doesn't like her, he doesn't want to be bothered. And and for all intents and purposes, he looks like a classic child molester, okay? If if this guy showed up on your street, he's the guy you everyone in the neighborhood would say, "Oh my god, stay away from that guy. Look at him." His gut's hanging out. He's wearing a wife beater. He's the one house in the neighborhood that never cuts the grass, never paints the house. There's garbage in the yard. Okay? He's like the Boo Radley meets uh, Discovery Channel's hoarders all rolled into one. Okay? And in this day and age, we are very leery of people that fit that description. We are very uh, suspicious, and, well, we should be. There's way too many stories of kids getting molested by the creepy guy in the neighborhood, or even abducted, or even murdered. So where this story falls apart, they introduce Bill Murray's character. It, It starts with him at a bar, inebriated, driving drunk, backs his car into his own fence, smashes it, his car's a wreck. His fence is laying on his car. Melissa McCarthy wakes up. I think it's her first day in the neighborhood or her second day. She gets called into work. She has nowhere to put her kid. She runs next door to the Boo Radley child molester house, knocks on the door, a guy who's a complete stranger. He, his house looks like he's, he's one of the cousins of the Adams family. She knocks on the door. The door opens. He tells her to get lost. He's hungover. He's got drool on the side of his mouth. There's liquor bottles all over his living room floor. And Melissa McCarthy says, hey, will you take my son and watch him for the day? A complete stranger. And Bill Murray says, well, I'll do it for a fee. So suddenly she's paying this complete creep who she knows nothing about, doesn't do a background check, doesn't go on her Internet to see if he's a a child molester, just hands her cute little boy off to a complete guy. This guy's house is dark. The shades are drawn. The couch has holes in it. It smells. There's bags of chips. I mean, this guy, this is the type of guy you would run a million miles away from. So she just hands her kid off to this creep. And he, he plays a creep in the movie. He goes to an old age home and steals pills. Um, He's got a questionable back- background. hes He's in debt. I guess he's also a gambling addict as well as being an alcoholic. He owes a bunch of gangsters some money. And they've threatened his life. It's one of those movies, you pay us in a week or we'll break both your legs and drop you in the river. All obvious when you see this guy. I mean, you look at this. It's it's like, would you leave your kid with a dirty homeless guy standing on a corner in New York City? Hey, excuse me, homeless guy with the urine-soaked uh, pants. Yeah, and the soup in your beard. And your skin's so, like, dark, I can't tell what race you are. I can't tell if you're white, black, Indian. You've got so many layers of soot on your flesh. Um, And I don't care that you don't have shoes and there's a shit stain on the front of your pants, okay? (laughs) It's like, would you please take my my peach-faced little choir boy? I've got to go to work. So that's what that's what Bill Murray's character is. So then she leaves the kid with this guy. The kid starts to like Bill Murray for whatever reason, but they form a bond. Now she starts leaving her kid with Bill Murray every day. Well, guess what Bill Murray does? He takes the kid to the racetrack. He teaches the kid to gamble. He gets the kid to buy uh to buy a a, a ticket. Guess what? The kid gets lucky and wins like 60 grand on his first bet. Guess what Bill Murray does? He he tells the kid to give him the money, and he's going to invest it for him. He steals the kid's money. He's drinking in front of the kid. The gangsters show up in front of the kid. I mean, Bill Murray is a hot mess, and here's where the movie falls apart, dude. And I'm sorry I'm wrecking it for you, but you asked me. The movie makes no sense. You barely see Melissa McCarthy the whole movie. She basically shows up near the beginning, drops her kid off, and then kind of shows up every few seconds, every half hour, just to remind us that she's there. So this little boy spends all his time with this weirdo. And here's the problem. If it wasn't Bill Murray, if you didn't know Bill Murray as Bill Murray, the lovable actor who has that... For some reason, Bill Murray has that charm. He can look like crap, but he's got that glint in his eye. He's got that sarcastic grin. And he's so beloved that in this movie, he gets away with chaperoning this little innocent boy who's a complete stranger, and we buy it because, oh, it's Bill Murray. You can't get around it as as a viewer. But if you put that into any other context where it was an unknown actor who was a real creep, you'd walk out of the movie going, what the hell kind of movie is this? Who, who, who leaves their boy with a complete stranger that's a freak? And, and, and somehow during the movie, because we love Bill Murray so much when he's exposing this child to all the dangers, driving dangerously, drinking, gambling, Rubbing up next to hardened criminals, going to the racetrack, teaching the kid to fight. Stealing the kid's money. For some reason, we all... Oh, it's Bill Murray. Oh, St. Vincent. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, such a lovable scoundrel. I'm telling you what, if that was your kid... You'd be arresting this guy, or, or, or you should be arrested for leaving your kid with this guy. You know nothing about him. So there you go, man. There, there's my my rubdown on St. Vincent. Look, the performances were charming. The concept is moving. I see why you were moved by the movie. I get it. It's, it's, it's he's a lonely, empty, desperate guy. And the little boy is a lonely, empty guy because he has no father figure. He's been uprooted from his neighborhood. He's just kind of baggage to his mother who doesn't have time for him. So these two kind of lost souls fill each other in. But it's really a creepy environment and, and it's not to me it wasn't viable. As much as I was charmed by Bill Murray and and the relationship. It, it, if you break it down, it's it's ridiculous. It's borderline. It's it's dangerous. That's like wrapping a naked choir boy in bacon and throwing him into a you know a pit full of priests. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't coming out too well, man. <laughs> oh God. So there you go. Sorry, dude. But the good news is you you've got your shirt.
1: I want to close this account. $112.14 cents. All right, Small bills No, you're overdrawn that much What does that mean? It means you hit zero, here's zero You went below zero Okay see you guys, see you bell. Bell. This is my tree, you're wrecked Stay here I'm calling the cops Is everything okay? I'm Maggie, I guess I'm your new neighbor So? Well, we're moving in Sir? Take me God. Don't play with me. I was wondering if I could use your phone. My house. I can watch the kid after school. I can do eleven dollars an hour. Let's go. Here's a dime. Call your mom.
0: Cost more than a dime.
1: All right. Here. Cost more than that. Call collect. You like him? He's interesting. And a gorgeous way. So how do you and Vincent know each other? I'm working for the smell.
0: I'm also dancer. Who is
1: she? A lady of the night.
0: Do you know what that means? Then, what kind of a man
1: takes a child to a bar and <laughs> to the racetrack? Who
0: passed in your Cheerios?
1: They don't like people. You people party. don't like him, except you. Why you like him?
0: A saint is a human being we celebrate for the sacrifices that they make for their commitment to making the world a better place.
1: Why is he mowing your dirt patch? I'm showing him how the world works. You work, you get paid, you drink. Are you
0: drinking alcohol? I honestly don't remember. Yeah, okay. There you go. You just, and, and I forgot to mention in my ramble that that, that he, he, the guy doesn't have a cent. You heard him trying to clean out his bank account. He has nothing. And did I also mention that he's his girlfriend is a stripper and a prostitute who he brings to the house and hangs out with the little boy. They're like chums. They're like the Three Stooges. I mean, are you kidding me? Just listening to that trailer, imagine if you had an 11-year-old boy and everything you heard in that trailer from that guy, is that who you're going to leave your kid with? (laughs) Oh, God. But also in the trailer, did you hear the charm of Bill Murray? Did he not seduce you with his... He's just so funny. He's one of those guys that just has to open his mouth and, and you love him. And that's, that's you know, the brilliant piece of casting for this movie because without him, that movie doesn't work. You'd be like, God, this is creepy. And as I said, Bill Murray plays a creepy character. And, and so I, I was like, the movie didn't work for me. So I'm going to leave it there. I've said enough, but I'm glad you liked it. Enjoy your shirt. I'll see you in San Diego. Bring your DVD of St. Vincent. I'll sign it for you. Okay, see ya. Here we are, children. Come and get your lollipops. Lollipops. Come along, my little ones. Lollipops. Ice cream. Chocolate.
1: Hi Harland, my name is Betsy Nelson and I'm a big fan. I just found your contact info. I am looking for um, a sketch, I believe that you did about 20 years ago about Mr. Calaghan, the dog with the air conditioner body. And I believe you went hunting for wild corn pops. Um, I'm looking for a copy of the sketch, or maybe even some verification that it even existed. If you can help me find out that sketch, it would really mean a lot to me. It's uh, one of my favorite songs to sing whenever I see a dog in an air conditioner. Um, very close together.
0: Oh, Betsy, 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 Betsy Nelson. Yes, 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 yes. You did not dream of the adventures of Mr. Kalajan. Mr. Callajan is a sketch that I did for MTV... Many years ago, I believe you're right, 20 years ago is, is one of the first things I did when I first moved to Hollywood. MTV did a show called kamikaze, and they asked me to come up with some like a little serial, like a little, you know, reoccurring sketch that they could play throughout the show. And you know my imagination, gang. I'm 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 out there. And so um I decided to come up with this idea called Mr. Calajan, which was the name of my dog. And he was a dog who was half dog, half air conditioner. <laughs> and, and so we got together and we actually built this, this dog. And basically it was an air conditioner on wheels and uh, with a dog's head sticking out of one end. And Mr. Kalajan was my friend. I was just Harlan Williams, and I was wandering around looking for things to do, and I'd, I'd do things with Mr. Calajan. And Mr. Kalajan didn't speak in human words. He, he barked, but his bark was like this, Racky, 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 racky. He'd say racky for some reason. And we would go on these crazy adventures. We'd go fishing down at the ocean, And yes, we did do, uh, we went out on an adventure one day where we went into the forest with a butterfly net and we were, instead of chasing butterflies, we were chasing boxes of cereal. I was chasing a box of corn pops through the forest and and a box of uh, sugar smacks and all kinds of wonderful cereals. And Mr. Calajam would give me advice and we would sit in the sunset together. And he was a great character, and I don't know if you ever saw it, but a lot of people this this little sketch I did resonated. Um, many of uh, many people over the years, like you, have have inquired about this thing, and I've kind of kept quiet on it because it was you know it was old, it was twenty years old. But but somehow it's stuck in people's heads, and I've had other people email me and ask me about it, which I find very peculiar you know, considering all the work I've done in my career, that that little kind of odd, obscure sketch stood out to a lot of people. And at the time when I created Mr. Calajan, I found a rubber dog puppet um, made by the same people that made made, uh, the insult comic dog. You know, the insult comic dog that used to be on Conan? I forget his first name, like Tunsi, the insult comic dog or something like that. And this was the dog. It was like a pit bull or a a Rottweiler that had a cigar in its mouth and a bow tie and and a puppeteer would go around and insult people. And um, and so my dog was made by the same um, the same puppet makers. It was a rubber dog. It was just the head and the neck and it was one of those cute little uh, pit terriers you know the little uh, the little black and white faced pit terriers and um, and he was really cute and he was all rubbery and he was full of facial expressions and you know it, it was just a really fun little sketch and i'm i'm still amazed at how many people remember it so yes i'm i'm validating your delusions it does exist. I don't know if I still have it. I mean, it was 20 years ago. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look around. And I'm going to try and find it in my archive of stuff. And if I can find it, I will I will um, somehow find a way to post it on my YouTube um, channel. I don't know how good it'll look. It'll probably be really old and grainy. And But uh, there you go. It does exist, and uh, I will try and find uh, Mr. Kalajan for you. And if people see it on my YouTube channel and react to it, I will tell you the story behind the name Mr. (laughs) Kalajan because that's a funny story in itself. But uh, I'll, I'll save that. And we'll see if, if there's any follow-up interest in the adventures of me and Mr. Callaghan. So thank you for digging up that ghost from the past. I will do my best to try and find it. You're, as I said, you're not the first one to request it. And uh, I'm almost scared to see it because I was just a kid. I was like a I was a peach-faced kid. I think I was living with St. Vincent at the time. Um, so there you go. And what a, a lot of fond memories you're bringing up for me. So I'm going to end the show right there on those fond, fond memories. Thank you. Um, And that is our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had a good time. I really do. I really do. Uh, Don't forget, you can see me starting tonight, Thursday, April 23rd at the Foxwood Casino in Connecticut, in, uh, Nantucket or something. I can't say all these mash nantucket or Pantucket or it's the foxwoods casino in uh connecticut at the club is called comics with an x c-o-m-i-x that'll be april 23rd to the 25th thursday through saturday tickets online at harlandwilliams.com also i did have a show planned in ottawa in may uh, that show has been canceled due to the hockey playoffs But uh, if you're on the East Coast, I'm not far away. I'm in Buffalo, New York on May 7th through the 10th at a club called Helium. Great comedy club, Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. This will be my first time in my whole career, talk about 20 years, ever playing in Buffalo. So I'm very excited. Um, Can't wait to get up there. And then as, uh, as our friend down in San Diego mentioned who bought the T-shirt, I will be at the American Comedy Co. in San Diego, California, the end of May, May 21st to the 24th, and uh, hope to see you there. Uh, Coming up in June, I'll be at the Ontario Improv in California, Ontario, California, and then the Houston Improv uh, in June. So that's Ontario Improv, June 11th. Houston Improv, June 18th. So we hope to see you there, ladies and snurdle flurgans. And that's it. That's all we have time for today. Um, Until next time, keep your calls coming. Uh, Be sure to check out harlanwilliams.com. You can call me, 323-739-4330. Or you can uh, write me at harlanwilliams.com. Check out our store. At harlowwilliams.com. Maybe I will have a brand new hand-drawn T-shirt up there for you to pluck before someone else gets. Um, And uh, all kinds of fun gifts in our store. So uh, thank you so much for being here, everyone. Great to have you on the highway. Tell your friends to get on the highway. And until next time, chicken, chow mein, baby. Who passed in your Cheerios?